0: Paper 1, The Universal Creator The Universal Creator is the source of all reality, the first source and center of all things and beings. First, think of the source as a creator, then as a controller, and lastly as an infinite upholder. Only the concept of the Universal Creator, one deity in the place of many deities, Enabled mortals to comprehend the first source and center as divine creator and infinite controller. The myriads of planetary systems were all made to be eventually inhabited by many different types of intelligent creatures beings who could know the creator, receive the divine affection, and love the creator in return. The universe of universes is the work of the first source and center, and the home of this divine parent's diverse creatures. The enlightened worlds all recognize and worship the universal creator, the eternal maker and infinite upholder of all creation. The will creatures of universe upon universe have embarked upon the long, long paradise journey the fascinating struggle of the eternal adventure of attaining the universal source. The transcendent goal of the children of time is to find the eternal source, to comprehend the divine nature, to recognize the universal creator. Creator Creator-knowing creatures have only one supreme ambition, just one consuming desire, and that is to become as they are in their spheres, like the Divine Parent in Paradise Perfection of Personality and in the Universal Sphere of Righteous Supremacy. From the Universal Creator who inhabits eternity, there has gone forth the supreme mandate, quote, be you perfect even as I am perfect, end quote. In love and mercy, the messengers of paradise have carried this divine exhortation down through the ages and out through the universes, even to such lowly animal-origin creatures as the human races of Urania. This magnificent and universal injunction to strive for the attainment of the perfection of divinity is the first duty and should be the highest ambition of all struggling creature creation of the source of perfection. This possibility of the attainment of divine perfection is the final and certain destiny of all humanity's eternal spiritual progress. Urantia mortals can hardly hope to be perfect in the infinite sense, but It is entirely possible for human beings, starting out as they do on this planet, to attain the supernal and divine goal which the Infinite Creator has set for mortals. And when they do achieve this destiny, they will, in all that pertains in self-realization and mind attainment, be just as replete in their sphere of divine perfection as the Creator is in the sphere of infinity and eternity. Such perfection may not be universal in the material sense, unlimited in intellectual grasp, or final in spiritual experience, but it is final and complete in all finite aspects of divinity of will, perfection of personality motivation, and Creator consciousness. This is the true meaning of that divine command, quote, Be you perfect even as I am perfect, end quote, which ever urges mortals onward and beckons them inward in that long and fascinating struggle for the attainment of higher and higher levels of spiritual values and true universe meanings. This sublime search for the source of universes is the supreme adventure of the inhabitants of all the worlds of time and space. Section 1. The Creator's Name Of all the names by which the universal creator is known throughout the universes, the first source and the universe center is most often encountered. The first source is known by various names in different universes and in different sectors of the same universe. The names which the creature assigns to the creator are much dependent on the creature's concept of the creator. The first source and universe center has never been revealed by name, only by nature. If we believe that we are the children of this creator, it is only natural that we should eventually call the source our divine parent. But this is a name that grows out of the recognition of our personal relationship with the first source and center. The universal creator never imposes any form of arbitrary recognition, formal worship, or slavish service upon the intelligent will creatures of the universes. The evolutionary inhabitants of the worlds of time and space must, of themselves, in their own hearts, recognize, love, and voluntarily worship our divine parent. The Creator refuses to coerce or compel the submission of the spiritual free wills of material creatures the affectionate dedication of the human will to the doing of the Creator's will is our choicest gift to our divine parent. In fact, such a consecration of creature will constitutes our only possible gift of true value to the Paradise Creator. In the universal source, mortals live, move, and have their being. There is nothing which mortals can give to the universal creator, except this choosing to abide by the creator's will. And such decisions, affected by the intelligent will creatures of the universes, constitute the reality of that true worship, which is so satisfying to the love-dominated nature of the first source and center. When you have once become truly deity-conscious after you really discover the majestic Creator and begin to experience the realization of the indwelling presence of the Divine Controller, then, in accordance with your Enlightenment and in keeping with the manner and method by which the local universe creators reveal our Divine Parent, you will find a name for the Universal Creator which will be adequately expressive of your concept of the first great source and center. And so, on different worlds and in various universes, the Creator becomes known by numerous appellations, in spirit of relationship all meaning the same, but in words and symbols, each name standing for the degree, the depth of the Creator's enthronement in the hearts of the creatures of any given realm. Near the center of the universe of universes, the universal creator is generally known by names which may be regarded as meaning the first source. Farther out in the universes of space, the terms employed to designate the universal creator more often mean the universal center. Still farther out in the starry creation, the Source is known, as on the headquarters world of your local universe, as the first creative Source and Divine Center. In one nearby constellation, the Creator is called the Parent of Universes. In another, the Infinite Upholder. And to the East, the Divine Controller. The Creator has also been designated the parent of lights, the gift of life, and the all-powerful one. On those worlds where a local universe creator has lived a bestowal life, the source is generally known by some name indicative of personal relationship, tender affection, and parental devotion. On a planet of sex creatures, in a world where the impulses of parental emotion are inherent in the hearts of its intelligent beings, the term parent becomes a very expressive and appropriate name for the eternal creator, who is known on your planet, Urantia, by many names. The name given is of little importance. The significant thing is that you should know the creator and aspire to be like this divine parent. Section 2, The Reality of the Divine Source The divine source is primal reality in the spirit world, is the source of truth in the mind spheres, and overshadows all throughout the material realms. To all created intelligences, the source is a personality, and to the universe of universes is the first source and center of eternal reality. The creator is neither human-like nor machine-like. The first source is universal spirit, eternal truth, infinite reality, and original personality. The eternal source is infinitely more than reality idealized, or the universe personalized. The creator is not simply the supreme desire of humanity, the mortal quest objectified. Neither is the creator merely a concept, the power potential of righteousness. The universal source is not a synonym for nature, nor a natural law personified. The divine source is a transcendent reality, not merely humanity's traditional concept of supreme values. The Creator is not a psychological focalization of spiritual meanings, nor the noblest work of humanity. The Divine Parent may be any or all of these concepts in the minds of mortals, but is much more. The Creator is a saving person and a loving parent to all who enjoy spiritual peace on earth and who crave to experience personality survival in death. The actuality of the existence of the universal source is demonstrated in human experience by the indwelling of the divine presence, the spirit monitor sent from paradise to live in the minds of mortals and there to assist in evolving the immortal soul of eternal survival. The presence of this divine adjuster in the human mind is Closed on three experiential phenomena. One, the intellectual capacity for knowing the divine parent, creator consciousness. Two, the spiritual urge to find the universal source, creator seeking. And three, the personality craving to be like the universal creator, the wholehearted desire to do the creator's will. The existence of the Divine Source can never be proved by scientific experiment or by the pure reason of logical deduction. The Creator can be realized only in the realms of human experience. Nevertheless, the true concept of the reality of the Creator is reasonable to logic, plausible to philosophy, essential to religion and indispensable to any hope of personality survival. Those who know the Divine Parent have experienced the fact of our Creator's presence. Such Creator-knowing mortals hold in their personal experience the only positive proof of the existence of the living Source, which one human being can offer to another. The existence of the Divine Parent is utterly beyond all possibility of demonstration, except for the contact between the Creator Consciousness of the human mind and the Creator Presence of the Thought Adjuster that indwells the mortal intellect and is bestowed upon mortals as the free gift of the Universal Source. In theory, you may think of the Universal Source as the Creator, and the source is the personal creator of paradise and the central universe of perfection. But the universes of time and space are all created and organized by the local universe creators. The first source is not the personal creator of the local universe of Nebaton. The universe in which you live is the creation of your local universe creator, Michael. The Divine Parent does not personally create the evolutionary universes, but does control them in many of their universal relationships and in certain of their manifestations of physical, mindal, and spiritual energies. The Divine Parent is the personal creator of the Paradise Universe and, in association with the Eternal Spirit, the source of all local universe creators." As a physical controller in the material universe of universes, the first source and center functions in the patterns of the eternal isle of paradise. And through this absolute gravity center, the eternal source exercises cosmic over-control of the physical level equally in the central universe and throughout the universe of universes. As mind, the source functions in the deity of the infinite mind, as spirit, is manifest in the person of the eternal spirit and in the persons of the divine children of the eternal spirit. This interrelation of the first source and center with the coordinate persons and absolutes of paradise does not in the least preclude the direct personal action of the universal source throughout all creation and on all levels of creation. Through the presence of each fragmentized spirit, the Creator-Parent maintains immediate contact with the Creature-Children and the Created Universes. Section 3. The Source is a Universal Spirit. The Source is a universal spiritual presence. The Source is an infinite spiritual reality You ought not to think that the Creator is like yourselves in form and physique, because you are said to be made in the Creator's image, indwelt by mystery monitors dispatched from the central abode of the Source's eternal presence. Spirit beings are real, notwithstanding they are invisible to human eyes, even though they do not have flesh and blood. We may constantly observe the works of the Creator, We may be highly conscious of the material evidences of the Creator's majestic conduct, but rarely may we gaze upon the visible manifestation of the Creator's divinity, not even to behold the presence of the Creator's delegated spirit of human indwelling. The universal source is not hiding away from the lowly creatures of materialistic handicaps and limited spiritual endowments. No mortal could behold the creator and preserve mortal existence. The glory and the spiritual brilliance of the divine personality presence is impossible of approach by the lower groups of spirit beings or by any order of material personalities. The spiritual luminosity of the Creator's personal presence is a light which no mortal can approach, which no material creature has seen or can see. But it is not necessary to see our Divine Parent with the eyes of the flesh in order to discern the Creator by the faith vision of the spiritualized mind. The spirit nature of the universal source is shared fully with the eternal spirit of paradise. Both the source and the spirit share the universal and eternal spirit fully and unreservedly with their conjoint personality coordinate, the infinite mind. The source's spirit is absolute. In the eternal spirit, it is unqualified. In the infinite mind, universal and in and by all of them, infinite. The source is a universal spirit and the universal person. The supreme personal reality of the finite creation is spirit. The ultimate reality of the personal cosmos is absolute spirit. Only the levels of infinity are absolute and only on such levels is there finality of oneness between matter, mind, and spirit. In the universes, the first source and center is, in potential, the overcontroller of matter, mind, and spirit. Only by means of the far-flung personality circuit does the Creator deal directly with the personalities of the vast creation of will-creatures. But the Creator is contactable, parentheses, outside of paradise, end parentheses, only in the presences of the fragmented entities, the will of the Creator abroad in the universes. This Paradise Spirit that indwells the minds of the mortals of time, and there fosters the evolution of the immortal soul of the surviving creature, is of the nature and divinity of the universal source. But the minds of such evolutionary creatures originate in the local universes and must gain divine perfection by achieving those experiential transformations of spiritual attainment which are the inevitable result of a creature's choosing to do the will of the Creator. In the inner experience of mortals, mind is joined to matter. Such material-linked minds cannot survive mortal death. The technique of survival is embraced in those adjustments of the human will and those transformations in the mortal mind whereby such a creator conscious intellect gradually becomes spirit-taught and eventually spirit-led. This evolution of the human mind from matter association to spirit union results in the transmutation of the potentially spirit phases of the mortal mind into the Maratcha realities of the immortal soul. Mortal mind subservient to matter is destined to become increasingly material and consequently to suffer eventual personality extinction mind yielded to spirit is destined to become increasingly spiritual and ultimately to achieve oneness with the surviving and guiding divine spirit and in this way to attain survival and eternity of personality existence i come from the eternal and i have repeatedly returned to the presence of the universal source i know of the actuality and personality of the first source and center. The eternal and universal parent. I know that while the great Creator is absolute, eternal, and infinite, the Creator is also good, divine, and gracious. I know the truth that the Creator is spirit and is love. And these two attributes are most completely revealed to the universe in the eternal spirit. Section 4. The Mystery of the Divine Parent The infinity of the perfection of the divine source is such that it eternally constitutes a mystery, and the greatest of all the unfathomable mysteries of the universal source is the phenomenon of the divine indwelling of mortal minds. The manner in which the universal creator sojourns with the creatures of time is the most profound of all universe mysteries. The divine presence in the minds of mortals is the mystery of mysteries. The physical bodies of mortals are the temples of the creator notwithstanding that the sovereign local universe creators come near the creatures of their inhabited worlds and draw all mortals to themselves, though they stand at the door of consciousness and knock and delight to come in to all who will open the doors of their hearts. Although there does exist this intimate personal communion between the local universe creators and their mortal creatures, nevertheless, Mortals have something from the universal source which actually dwells within them. Their bodies are the temples thereof. When you are through down here, when your course has been run in temporary form on earth, when your trial trip in the flesh is finished, when the dust that composes the mortal tabernacle returns to the earth from which it came, then the indwelling spirit shall return to the source who gave it. There sojourns within each moral being of this planet a fragment of the divine parent, a part and parcel of divinity. It is not yet yours by right of possession, but it is designedly intended to be one with you if you survive the mortal existence. We are constantly confronted with this mystery of the Creator. We are nonplussed by the increasing unfolding of the endless panorama of the truth of infinite goodness, endless mercy, matchless wisdom, and superb character. The divine mystery consists in the inherent difference which exists between the finite and the infinite, the temporal and the eternal, the time-space creature and the universal creator, the material and the spiritual, the imperfection of humanity and the perfection of paradise deity. The source of universal love unfailingly becomes manifested to every creature up to the fullness of that creature's capacity to spiritually grasp the qualities of divine truth, beauty, and goodness. To every spirit being and to every mortal creature in every sphere and on every world of the universe of universes, the universal creator reveals a gracious and divine self that can be discerned or comprehended by such spirit beings, and by such mortal creatures. The Universal Creator is no respecter of persons, either spiritual or material. The Divine Presence, which any child of the universe enjoys at any given moment, is limited only by the capacity of such a creature to receive and to discern the spirit actualities of the supermaterial world. As a reality in human spiritual experience, The creator is not a mystery. But when an attempt is made to make plain the realities of the spirit world to the physical minds of the material order, mystery appears. Mysteries so subtle and so profound that only the faith grasp of the creator-knowing mortal can achieve the philosophic miracle of the recognition of the infinite by the finite. The discernment of the eternal source by the evolving mortals of the material worlds of time and space. Section 5 Personality of the Universal Creator. Do not permit the magnitude of the Creator's infinity either to obscure or eclipse the Creator's personality. The Divine Parent is the acme of divine personality the origin and destiny of personality throughout all creation. The Divine Parent is both infinite and personal, an infinite personality. The Divine Parent is truly a personality, notwithstanding that the infinity of the Universal Creator's person places the Creator forever beyond the full comprehension of material and finite beings. The Divine Parent is much more than a personality, as personality is understood by the human mind, even far more than any possible concept of a super-personality. But it is utterly futile to discuss such incomprehensible concepts of divine personality with the minds of material creatures whose maximum concept of the reality of being consists in the idea and the ideal of personality. The material creature's highest possible concept of the Universal Creator is embraced within the spiritual ideals of the exalted idea of divine personality. Therefore, although you may know that the Divine Parent must be much more than the human conception of personality, you equally well know that this Divine Parent cannot possibly be anything less than an eternal, infinite, true, good, and beautiful personality. The Divine Source is not hiding from universe creatures, but is unapproachable to so many orders of beings, only because the Creator dwells in a light which no material creature can approach. The immensity and grandeur of the divine personality is beyond the grasp of the unperfected mind of evolutionary mortals. Today, and as you are, you must discern the invisible maker through the manifold and diverse creation, as well as through the revelation and ministration of the local universe creators and their numerous subordinates. Even though material mortals cannot see the person of the Universal Source, they should rejoice in the assurance that the Creator is a person. By faith, accept the truth which portrays that the Divine Parent so loved the world as to provide for the eternal spiritual progression of its lowly inhabitants." The Creator is lacking in none of those superhuman and divine attributes which constitute a perfect, eternal, loving, and infinite personality. In the local creations, parentheses, except the personnel of the super-universes, the Universal Source has no personal or residential manifestation Aside from the local universe creators who are the parents of the inhabited worlds and the sovereigns of the local universes. If the faith of the creatures were perfect, they would assuredly know that when they had seen a local universe creator, they had seen the universal source. In seeking for the source, they would not ask nor expect to see other than the local universe creator. Mortals simply cannot see the universal source until they achieve completed spirit transformation and actually attain paradise. The natures of the local universe creators do not encompass all the unqualified potentials of the universal absoluteness of the infinite nature of the first great source and center. But the universal source is in every way divinely present in the local universe creators. The universal source and the local universe creators are one. These local universe creators of the order of Michael are perfect personalities, even the pattern for all local universe personality, from that of the bright and morning star down to the lowest human creature of progressing animal Evolution. Without the Divine Parent, there would be no personality throughout all the vast universe of universes. The Creator is personality. The Universal Source is an eternal power, a majestic presence, a transcendent ideal, and a glorious spirit. All these and infinitely more but is also truly and everlastingly a perfect creator personality, a person who can know and be known, who can love and be loved, and one who can befriend us. While you can be known as other humans have been known, as the friend of the divine parent, a real spirit and a spiritual reality. As we see the universal source revealed throughout the universe, as we discern the indwelling of myriads of creatures, as we behold the source in the persons of the local universe creators, as we continue to sense the divine presence here and there, near and far, let us not doubt nor question the source's personality primacy. Notwithstanding all these far-flung distributions, The Source remains a true person, and everlastingly maintains personal connection with the countless hosts of creatures scattered throughout the universe of universes. The idea of the personality of the Universal Source is an enlarged and truer concept of the Creator, which has come to humankind chiefly through revelation. Reason, wisdom, and religious experience all infer and imply the personality of the Creator, but they do not altogether validate it. Even the indwelling thought adjuster is pre-personal. The truth and maturity of any religion is directly proportional to its concept of the infinite personality of the Divine Parent and to its grasp of the absolute unity of Deity. The idea of a personal deity becomes, then, the measure of religious maturity after religion has first formulated the concept of the unity of the Creator. Primitive religion had many personal deities, and they were fashioned in the image of mortals. Revelation affirms the validity of the personality concept of the Creator which is merely possible in the scientific postulate of a first cause and is only provisionally suggested in the philosophic idea of universal unity. Only by personality approach can any person begin to comprehend the unity of the creator. To deny the personality of the first source and center leaves one only the choice of two philosophic dilemmas, materialism, or pantheism. In the contemplation of deity, the concept of personality must be divested of the idea of corporeality. A material body is not indispensable to personality in either mortal or deity. The corporeality error is shown in both extremes of human philosophy. In materialism, since humans lose their bodies at death, they cease to exist as personalities. In pantheism, the creator has no body and is not, therefore, a person. The superhuman type of progressing personality functions in a union of mind and spirit. Personality is not simply an attribute of the universal source. It rather stands for the totality of the coordinated infinite nature and the unified divine will which is exhibited in eternity and universality of perfect expression. Personality in the supreme sense is the revelation of the divine parent to the universe of universes. The universal creator being eternal, universal, absolute, and infinite, does not grow in knowledge nor increase in wisdom. The Creator does not acquire experience, as finite mortals might conjecture or comprehend, but does, within the realms of the Creator's own eternal personality, enjoy those continuous expansions of self-realization which are in certain ways comparable to and analogous with the acquirement of new experience by the finite creatures of the evolutionary worlds. The absolute perfection of the infinite creator would cause suffering and awful limitations of unqualified finality of perfectness were it not a fact that the Universal Source directly participates in the personality struggle of every imperfect soul in the wide universe who seeks, by divine aid, to ascend to the spiritually perfect worlds on high. This progressive experience of every spirit being and every mortal creature throughout the universe of universes is a part of the Creator's ever-expanding deity consciousness of the never-ending divine circle. Of ceaseless self-realization. It is literally true, in all your afflictions the Creator is afflicted. In all your triumphs the Creator triumphs in and with you. The prepersonal divine spirit is a real part of you. The Isle of Paradise responds to all the physical metamorphoses of the universe of universes. The eternal spirit includes all the spirit impulses of all creation. The conjoint actor encompasses all the mind expression of the expanding cosmos. The universal source realizes in the fullness of the divine consciousness all the individual experience of the progressive struggles of the expanding minds and the ascending spirits of every entity, being and personality of the whole evolutionary creation of time and space. And all this is literally true. For in the Creator we all live and move and have our being. Section 6. Personality in the Universe Human personality is the time-space image shadow cast by the divine Creator personality and no actuality can ever be adequately comprehended by an examination of its shadow. Shadows should be interpreted in terms of the true substance. The universal source is to science a cause, to philosophy an idea, to religion a person, even the loving divine parent. The creator is to the scientist a primal force, to the philosopher, a hypothesis of unity. To the religionist, a living spiritual experience. Humankind's inadequate concept of the personality of the universal source can be improved only by humanity's spiritual progress in the universe and will become truly adequate only when the pilgrims of time and space finally attain the divine embrace of the living source on paradise. Never lose sight of the antipodal viewpoints of personality as it is conceived by the Creator and mortals. Humanity views and comprehends personality looking from the finite to the infinite. The Creator looks from the infinite to the finite. Mortals possess the lowest type of personality, the Creator, the Highest, even Supreme, Ultimate, and Absolute. Therefore, the better concepts of the divine personality have to patiently await the appearance of improved ideas of human personality, especially the enhanced revelation of both human and divine personality in the Urantian bestowal life of Michael, your local universe creator. The prepersonal divine spirit, which indwells the mortal mind, carries in its very presence the valid proof of its actual existence. But the concept of the divine personality can be grasped only by the spiritual insight of genuine personal religious experience. Any person, human or divine, may be known and comprehended quite apart from the external reactions. Or the material presence of that person. Some degree of moral affinity and spiritual harmony is essential to friendship between two persons. Loving personalities can hardly reveal themselves to a loveless person. Even to approach the knowing of a divine personality, all of a mortal's personality endowments must be wholly consecrated to the effort. Half-hearted partial devotion Will be unavailing. The more completely mortals understand themselves and appreciate the personality values of others, the more they will crave to know the original personality and the more earnestly such creator-knowing humans will strive to become like the original source. You can argue over opinions about the creator but experience with and in the Creator exists above and beyond all human controversy and mere intellectual logic. Creator-knowing mortals describe their spiritual experiences not to convince unbelievers, but for the edification and mutual satisfaction of believers. To assume that the universe can be known, that it is intelligible, is to assume that the universe is mind-made and personality-managed. The mind of mortals can only perceive the mind phenomena of other minds, be they human or superhuman. If a mortal personality can experience the universe, there is a divine mind and an actual personality somewhere concealed in that universe. The divine parent is spirit, spirit personality, humans are also spirit, potential spirit personality. Jesus of Nazareth attained the full realization of this potential of spirit personality in human experience. Therefore, his life of achieving the Creator's will becomes humankind's most real and ideal revelation of the personality of the Divine Parent even though that personality can be grasped only in actual religious experience, in Jesus' earth life we are inspired by the perfect demonstration of such a realization and revelation of the personality of the Creator in a truly human experience. Section 7 Spiritual Value of the Personality Concept when Jesus talked about quote, "the living God," end quote, he referred to a personal deity, the creator. The concept of the personality of deity facilitates friendship. It favors intelligent worship. It promotes refreshing trustfulness. Interactions can be had between non-personal things, but not friendship. The relationship of parent and child as between creator and mortal cannot be enjoyed unless both are persons. Only personalities can commune with each other, although this personal communion may be greatly facilitated by the presence of just such an impersonal entity as the thought adjuster. Mortals do not achieve union with the source as a drop of water might find unity with the ocean. Mortals attain divine union by progressive reciprocal spiritual communion, by personality interaction with the personal deity, by increasingly attaining the divine nature through wholehearted and intelligent conformity to the divine will. Such a sublime relationship can exist only between personalities. The concept of truth might possibly be entertained apart from personality. The concept of beauty may exist without personality, but the concept of divine goodness is understandable only in relation to personality. Only a person can love and be loved. Even beauty and truth would be divorced from survival, hope, if they were not attributes of a personal deity A loving divine parent. We cannot fully understand how the Creator can be primal, changeless, all powerful, and perfect, and at the same time be surrounded by an ever changing and apparently law limited universe, an evolving universe of relative imperfections. But we can know such a truth in our own personal experience since we all maintain identity of personality and unity of will in spite of the constant changing of both ourselves and our environment. Ultimate universe reality cannot be grasped by mathematics, logic, or philosophy, only by personal experience in progressive conformity to the divine will of a personal creator. Neither science, philosophy, nor theology can validate the personality of the Creator. Only the personal experience of the faith children of the Divine Parent can affect the actual spiritual realization of the personality of the Creator. The higher concepts of universe personality imply identity, self-consciousness, self-will, and possibility for self-revelation. And these characteristics further imply association with other and equal personalities, such as exists in the personality associations of the Paradise Deities. And the absolute unity of these associations is so perfect that divinity becomes known by indivisibility, by oneness, Indivisibility of personality does not interfere with the Creator's bestowing a spirit to live in the hearts of mortals. Indivisibility of a human parent's personality does not prevent the reproduction of mortal children. This concept of indivisibility in association with the concept of unity implies transcendence of both time and space by the ultimacy of Deity. Therefore, neither space nor time can be absolute or infinite. The first source and center is that infinity who unqualifiedly transcends all mind, all matter, and all spirit. The fact of the Paradise Trinity in no manner violates the truth of the divine unity. The three personalities of Paradise Deity are in all universe reality, reactions, and in all creature relations, as one. Neither does the existence of these three eternal persons violate the truth of the indivisibility of deity. I am fully aware that I have at my command no language adequate to make clear to the mortal mind how these universe problems appear to us. But you should not become discouraged. Not all of these things are wholly clear to even the high personalities belonging to my group of paradise beings. Always bear in mind that these profound truths pertaining to deity will increasingly clarify as your minds become progressively spiritualized during the successive epochs of the long mortal ascent to paradise. The original text of this paper was presented by a divine counselor, a member of a group of celestial personalities assigned by the Ancients of Days on Uversa, the headquarters of the seventh super-universe, to supervise those portions of this forthcoming revelation which have to do with affairs beyond the borders of the local universe of Neveden. The Divine Counselor speaks of having been commissioned to sponsor those papers portraying the nature and attributes of the First Source and Center by virtue of being representative of the highest source of information available for such a purpose on any inhabited world. The author of the original text of this paper has served as a Divine Counselor in all seven of the super universes and has long resided at the paradise center of all things, many times having enjoyed the supreme pleasure of a sojourn in the immediate personal presence of the universal source. This divine counselor portrayed the reality and truth of the creator's nature and attributes with unchallengeable authority, saying, quote, I know whereof I speak."